Welcome to Somebody Need Jen and Kyle, the podcast where two people in their 30s look and try to find love. I am Jen Sanford. This is Kyle Marshall, and you are listening to Somebody Date Jen and Kyle on Friday night. There, see? Wasn't that sexier? You're all like, Somebody Date Jen and Kyle, we're here. And do you have to say that we're in our 30s? Like, can we just say like we're two (laughs) gorgeous people looking for love you can't believe we're still single like where like what happened to that you're right you know let me let me redo that <laughs> two people cresting towards death trying <laughs> to find love <laughs> you know what i bet you that would get more hits certainly more accurate and also depressing let's move on high relationship scorecard let's go ding ding Wow, okay, we're right into it here. Jen, I want you to uh, buckle up because we are going to be going down a journey of epic proportions here tonight. I have so many questions. What's the last thing you remember me talking about? Well, there's been a lot of things that have been left on the cutting room floor, to be honest. We have the piece Mm. about you have a crush, which you're doing this whole just into the woods narrative around why you can't just be like, hey, want to bang? Not quite sure why that's so complicated. (laughs) Um, And then you've got this other thing with this guy in Vancouver that was here that you had over for drinks. And then he was like, I'm a little bit scared. And then you were like, well, Mm -hmm. fuck you, man. Which if he did that to you, we would be peeling you off the bathroom floor. So hypocrite, uh, crush problems. Like it's it's a it's a mess, man. It's a mess. Where are you at? Where are you at, buddy? First of all, the the bangable crush is in New York City. So that's. A non-starter for me right now. One one plane right away. Not quite sure. One plane right away. If only we had some sort of a a vestibule that could transport you from where you are to where you want to be in a matter of a couple of hours. Wouldn't it be crazy? A wild world we live in that I could be in New York City within five hours. So crazy. So when we last left off, I believe this is what was going on. I was trying to write that message to said crush and then ding, a notification happened on my phone. Yes. That was like... New person that I matched on Tinder. And of course, my brain immediately goes on greener grass, like pushes everyone out of the way and like yeah, falls whole, headlong into this new direction. The whole world is like, I can manage a pot of fish. And Kyle is like, I can manage one fish at a time. It's you're the only per, you're the only person that does this. Do, no, no, that's not true. Yes, yes, you um, are. At least three people do it. Did you ever read the, the choose your own adventure books? growing up unfortunately yes so this is how i used to read the choose your own adventure books i would uh be like okay i want to do this option turn to page 43 and i would turn to page 43 but leave my finger stuck into the pages where i left off and if i could sense that this was going down the wrong path no 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 no. (laughs) go back so i could pick the right choice so i could continue progressing through the book and that is how my dating life is i always have my finger on the last guide because maybe i can just go back to that option kyle this is belaboring the point kyle Women do this. I've made this complaint on the podcast and gotten hate mail about it. This is what women do. It's like monkeys from trees. They never really let go of one branch until they have a firm hold on the other. That's crazy. You you, and all women do this. There was one night in college where I did have two branches at one time. But still, that is a story for another time. Who didn't? This message comes through and it's like, we started talking. This is my my biggest pet peeve with online dating. And I try my hardest to avoid it, but getting stuck in trying to make plans. It is my 
the worst goddamn thing. I hate getting into this because it always goes in, hey, let's meet up Tuesday. Oh, sorry, I have something planned on Tuesday. I can't do Tuesday. How about Wednesday? Oh, I have the standing appointment. I can't make do, do Wednesdays. Let's do Thursday. Well, I can't do Thursday because I have classes on Thursday. Okay, well, let's try Friday. Well, Friday I have this. So it's like, oh my God, like none of us can actually just uh, get to a specific time that actually works to meet up for the first time. Frustrating. Anyways, so we went back and forth like that, trying to plan something, and then it just fizzled out and didn't go anywhere. So that, in my mind, is completely gone dead, not happening. Do you think that there's some people on these dating apps that never have any purview of meeting? I know that men have this gripe about women, mm-hmm. that they just are like, hi, one word answers, and then they just fizzle out because the goal is not to meet and to have relations or, or a romance. It's to see what kind of guys they can lure. I mean, I think that may be part of it. I think there are some people on there that are more curious about sparking conversations and want to have conversations back and forth. I know in my heart of hearts that I do not present my best self through text message. If we want to do long form storytelling, short stories, like descriptions and stuff like that, call me up. I'm your guy. Doing pithy little remarks back and forth just does not feature my highest skill set. This is why I can't do Twitter very well, is because I want to write (laughs) verbose sentences, and I can't. It's just like directly to the point, really funny, or really cutting, and it's just, I can't do it. So anyways, okay, we have to either get on the phone or meet in person, because then you're going to fall in love with me, because I'm so charming when we're in person. Plus, then they get to see those little shorts. (laughs) Right. That's only what I wear, is the short shorts everywhere I go. It's the little Tinder shorts. So then, okay. Okay. So then I'm like, I'm falling back and I'm like, okay, well, maybe I should try this epic message to this crush in New York. Maybe the universe is trying to tell me that I should lead with my heart instead of lead with my groin and we'll go, we'll go where this takes us. But then, but then who falls back into my life, but the guy who wanted me to fly to Vancouver Oh, right. I forgot about the guy from Vancouver. Guy from Vancouver who wanted me to fly out there to spend New Year's Eve, then came to my house and got really super nervous because I said, do you want to make out? And was like, whoa, what's going on here? Anyways, you'll remember from a few episodes ago, probably, uh, where he did message me back and said, you know what? I acted weird. I I apologize. That is something that I want to do. Let's try and make this work. We tried to make plans again, got caught in the whole like trying to figure out what night of the week we could actually meet on, fizzled out. And I was like, fine, whatever. I can't spend three weeks trying to find out a time that we can actually meet up. Slides back in to my DMs, classic opening line. Hey. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so, hey. Like, Hot. Hey, what's what's up? Would you like to try and meet up again like how's your week been so we do have some a bit of conversation and then we decide we're we're gonna meet up he's like what do you want to do um i feel bad why don't i pay for dinner for you i'm like great yeah let's go for dinner that that sounds fun so we had planned this past sunday that that was what was going to happen so this past sunday we had made the plans we're going to go out for dinner and then a couple nights beforehand he was like hey do you want to like meet up earlier emoji symbol with the winking eye and the tongue hanging out oh you're gonna, yeah you're gonna yes thank you that is like clearly the message that this person is trying to send and i was like well yes. i'm i'm free sunday basically the entire day why don't you come over to my place for a couple hours before we 
we're going to go for dinner and then, you know, we can hang out, do whatever we want to. The subtext being like, oh my God. I says like, and if I'm being very honest, bow, chicka, bow, if I wanted chicka, to be very yeah. honest, I would like to progress this and make out and do anything that you're comfortable with. He was like, cool, lol. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday arrives. I'm kind of very nervous. I always get super nervous right before dates because it's me. <laughs> spend the time. Hello, Tinder. It's me, Kyle. I spend the day cleaning my house, making things up the way that they should be looking like, shaved in both places. And I was like, we're down. We're ready to go. But wait a minute. Wait, stop. In both places? I'm a woman, so I have 35 places to shave. What are the both? Do I have to say this out loud? I, I shave my face and my groin. Oh, yeah. Me? <laughs> that is the two faces I shave. Thank you. It was so important for me to get you to say that. Everybody listening is like cringeworthy, but I, it's important. I think we're, I'm creating an experience here for our listeners. They can't talk to you, but I can. Mm -hmm. I'm just being an advocate for our listeners. Great. Our old experience that people got to. Here. Yes. So you've brought it down to hardwood. What happens? I'm trying to get all these little tasks done that I need to get done. So I'm not like obsessing over it. It's getting to be about 430. Yes. And I was like, oh, you wait, know wait, I wait, wait, stop. Sorry. 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 I don't want to keep breaking it. But I because I know you so well. How many times did you apply deodorant? Oh, I only I only do it once. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that on lock. Uh, okay. Maybe I don't know you as well as I do. That's me. I'm like, did I do it? Let me do it again. And I'm like, oh God, I'm coated in it it's now. Coated. Okay. All right. That's me. Uh, me and my Axe body spray. Am I right, guys? No, I, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So gets to be about 430. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I should check to see when he is expecting to be here. So I send a message. Hey, when did you want to come over? Yes. When did you want to come Correct. over? Yeah. And that's when he drops the message of like, well, I'm actually still currently skating with my coworkers. And I was like, what? What, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> this was not brought up in any of the conversations we had up until that point. But I'm still like, okay, whatever. Maybe you had this thing in the afternoon and it's gone on a little bit longer than you thought. So I respond back to like, super cool. That's fine. When did you expect to arrive then? And he's like, well, hopefully... No later than seven. I'm like, whoa, that's way later Bullshit. than I was anticipating you actually being Bullshit. here. I thought at latest six, honestly, if we were going to still. It's Sunday in Calgary, which means everything closes early. So it's like we have to kind of, if we're going to go out for dinner, then it's, we have to do that before 8 p.m. Yes. I was like, that doesn't leave us a lot of time, but whatever. I'm, I'm trying to like work out the scenario in my head about like time frames and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, fine. You know, see you when you get here. Seven o'clock rolls around. Nothing. But no no text, no nothing from him. Eight o'clock rolls around. I'm like, what is happening? But of course, if you don't know me as a personality, you have to understand one thing. I'm very easygoing, but in certain situations, I get very pig-headed about things. I will, Irritable. I will dig my heels in on very few issues, but I'm like, no, no, no. If you're late, you text me first. I know I'm not going to text you asking you where you are. Uh, you are to get to tell me what is happening. Nine o'clock rolls around. Nothing. Still nothing. And at that point, I'm like, well, they're probably not showing up then in this case. And so I decide at that very moment, two things. Number one, I deserve a pizza. So I order a pizza. <laughs> 
God. One, I'm going to eat my feelings. And, and two. And two cans of ginger ale because I am an 85-year-old man. So I, I order the pizza, my two <laughs> cans of ginger ale. It's going to be here in an hour. Great. I throw in a movie. I have a pity party for myself. I crack open some of my homemade wine. I'm drinking that. Watching this movie. Pizza arrives. I eat my feelings. And uh, still, as of right now, on Friday night, there has been no text communication from him. And so the second thing I have decided is that he died in a fiery car crash. That's the only explanation. I mean, obviously, yeah, like, obviously, he was arrested on espionage. The The FBI was involved somehow. Yeah, no, obviously, mm -hmm. obviously, it ended with some, yeah, hit and run. Yeah, obviously. This is the difference between you and I, is that you are like, tick, 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 whatever. And I am like, tick, 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 boom. <laughs> I would have just texted him. I don't know how, how have you not texted him? That's the thing. I tell you, I am I am this weirdo in that I dig my heels in and become so standoffish about very few things. And in this in these cases, I am. It's like, no, I ask you when you're coming here. I don't get you don't get the courtesy of me being uh, asking after you and keep finding out what's going on with you. You tell me what's going on with you. And at that point, if you don't value my time and uh, my feelings, then I don't care. So, you know, I hate it when friends are like, this is, you know, this is probably what happened. This is probably what happened. Mm -hmm. And they try to do something. But y you've got to know that this guy probably was too nervous, right? He was so nervous before, right? Mm -hmm. And he's still probably trying to figure out his feelings and get comfortable with this whole experience. Like, there's probably a lot going on. I'll give him that credit. But the flip side to that, of course, is you standing your ground. Again, I don't know how you didn't just text him and say, just BTW, I moved. <laughs> I moved. Have a good night. Because, <laughs> like, do you worry about him, like, having your address now? Well, a little bit. I do. I, I will say that I do. This is always a little sub point why I don't like me at my own house is <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. well, now you know where I live. And now I go out for my morning run and you, you know, asphyxiate me with a shopper's drug mart plastic bag. Right. Sorry. What is that? Just a plastic shopping bag, you know, the, which you put your. No, 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 no. It's you used the word run, run, oh, uh, like run, running. running. I'm not familiar. Yeah. I'm not familiar. I'm not familiar with that. That seems hard. Pretend that there's a bear after you. <laughs> I'm just like lay down. I'm like, are you the lay down kind of bear or the run or the make a big bunch of noise bear? Like, you have to ask the bear what kind of bear they are so that you can fight them aggressively. I, 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 I do like that idea of asking a group of people like, okay, a bear's after you. What do you do? And having like at least one person be like, fuck it. And just like lay on the ground. <laughs> just lays on the ground and is like play dead they don't want to eat something they think is mm -hmm. sick well okay before we move on i want to know what your scar card no, is wait. all like but i want to know what you no, do no, 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 no. What, what your advice for me is if they do reach out to me again if they slide in and be like hey what are, what are my responses no there's only one response it's if you think i'm the kind of guy that that you can stand up then i've misrepresented myself good luck out mm -hmm. there this is a perfect time. Like people always are like, let's say something pithy. Let's say something bitchy. Let's say something poignant. Let's use a quote from, from theater. No, it's about, it's about holding a boundary to say, if I'm have presented to you that I'm the type of guy that can be stood up, I've totally misrepresented myself. Best of luck out there. So you're telling me my five go-to Oscar Wilde quotes are not what I should be using. 
not today, not today, not today. So wait a minute. So now, cause I know you only do one fish at a time. Mm-hmm. What is back on the table now is, is, is New York crush back on the table? It looks like New York crush is back on the menu, boys. Oh boy. Can't you just throw like a net at it and see what you can catch? Like, I know you don't make a lot of time for dating. That's becoming a clear thread. We even had a comment about that this week. It doesn't seem like Kyle makes a lot of time for these dates because you you are like, hi, I want to go on a date with you. I'm available the 15th Thursday from from the 1st. This is, this is not entirely true. I, I literally have both What are you doing for open. Yom Kippur? <laughs> How about Purim? I have a, a Purim is completely open for me. I work a lot because I am a solar solo entrepreneur who runs his own business. Solar. I'm You're a solar, solar entrepreneur opera. powered by the sun. <laughs> and so, yeah, there's and then I have meetings and groups I go to in the evenings sometimes. So if. And I'm not going to meet you at 9 p.m. because I am tired and want to go to bed. <laughs> Groups I go to, everybody was just like, "Oh, Kyle's in AA." It's just that. But even, but even there. like this week, if we just use this week as the example, I run this thing called the Podcast Brunch Club. We met on Monday. I have a group called the Calgary Videographers Association, which I go to on Tuesdays. I have a business networking group that I'm going to on Wednesdays. I have a movie that I'm going to on Thursday with a friend. On Friday night, I'm going to a movie with you. So it's like, like I don't have I, any nights open this week to go and do anything. But you have to, like, this is back to what the psychic said. If you want to find love, you've got to make it a priority. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the only thing I can answer that with is, Jen, how's it going with you? I'm trying to make this relationship less of a priority. <laughs> You're the anti-Kyle. I'm the anti-Kyle. I've always been the anti-Kyle. Let me be super honest. I've always been the anti-Kyle. Can we just come back really quickly to something? I just think it's important for our audience to note that Kyle just mentioned that on Monday, he has a podcast brunch for people with podcasts. Mm-hmm. I have a podcast. I am not invited. You are. It's an open group. It's literally, you just sign up and come to it. That's all you have to do. Yeah. I um. Fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not an exclusive club you go to the website and say email me when there's something coming up yeah not invited it's fine to transition into the theme of the week it's complicated it's complicated and it's getting very complicated and i think if there's one thing that i've been trying to articulate now for 25 weeks it's that i love a good challenge mm-hmm. but when i feel defeated i'm out i'm a hard out I'm a hard out. And this has always been my issue in relationships is that I love, I love love. I love men. I love relationships. But at the end of the day, I always love me more. (laughs) And I think that I'm starting to just get into a place where it's really just getting really complicated. It's really getting complicated. And I'm really just feeling quite defeated because I feel like when When things are... When you say complicated, what do you mean? Well, it's just... There just seems to be a disconnect on a whole Mm. lot of things. And I've been feeling more and more like the biggest challenge is that I arrive too soon. And you, Kyle, you've heard me say this off air. I really like Jesus. And of course, I mean, for our new listeners, I mean, this man that I go on dates with who looks incredibly like the North American interpretation of Jesus H. Christ and and not the actual Jesus Christ. This is not a religious thing the h stands for hallelujah by the way if people are confused yeah of course of course oh, who doesn't know that i've been feeling more and more like i just showed up too soon like so many of us so many of us dating in our 30s we're going to meet partners with children 
Um, and of course, children means that there's a partner involved. And, you know, I want to give everyone a really fine reputation to live up to, whether they've earned it or not. But I just have this weird feeling like before the dust has really settled, here I am. And when you arrive before the dust is settled, all you're there to really do is kick up dust, <laughs> right? That's all your arrival can dusty, do. Yeah. And so I've really just been feeling like the ecosystem is good, but I'm there too early. The organisms are still growing and trying to figure out how to norm into into something before I can be successful there. I learned this week that I use this phrase incorrectly, so I'm still going to use it incorrectly. For me, that begs the question then, are you willing to wait for it to become so that you're not early? Well, that depends on like what I'm prepared to do. Like I, You can't be in the ecosystem and wait for it to be ready. You have to leave the ecosystem and wait for it to be ready, or you have to just say, I'm going to just fuck up this whole ecosystem by being here too early, right? If we're really being honest to what an ecosystem is, a foreign entity can't just be there and wait. It destroys right. the whole ecosystem. We're basically in a Pauly Shore biodome situation. Yeah. And I feel sad that both you and I know that reference. <laughs> yes. I, I feel like I feel a renewed sense of shame. We're 38, <laughs> Jan. Come on. <laughs> Speaking of being 38, I have to tell you, I was teaching a university class and I made a joke about MC Hammer and all of them looked at me like, what? <laughs> who? And I was like, wait, what? Flash forward to me in a suit and heels doing the hammer dance left to right, <laughs> left to right. And then trying to explain those fucking pants. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, they're like, it was like a diaper, but it, it, I, but it was yeah, cool, it was guys. It was cool. It was a mess. But it was so cool, you guys. And they're just like, are you having a stroke? Is this going to be on the test, Miss Sanford? <laughs> Professor, Professor Sanford. Sanford. Yeah, no, I, it would, what a mess. But yeah, no, that is kind of the situation that I'm in with this ecosystem. And so it's really becoming evident that I, I'm faced with two, two paths. One, I'm probably going to do some damage because it's complicated. It's just going to be complicated. Or two, I can extract myself and wait for the wait for the ecosystem to settle and for everything to be ready and try again. But the thing about time, and I don't know how to say this nicely, I don't fucking have any. I don't. I don't have any time left. If I'm going to be in a partnership and have a family of my own and I'm fucking out of time, I can't wait any longer. So I'm I'm feeling very frustrated, but at this particular moment, and I'll just try to say this as gently as I can, I've never felt so defeated. Mm. I've never felt so defeated. And I'm really glad because Jesus is a great listener. And he had to listen to me struggle and struggle and struggle as a communicator to articulate this one sentence. Somehow, you are both the best and the worst thing that has ever happened to me. I feel excited and honored to be with you. I feel totally defeated and depleted and def rejected at the state of where we are. And that's kind of where we're at. But, but the, I guess what, and then correct me if I am wrong, but what I'm hearing is what makes this extra awful is that it's not him. It's kind of the situations around him that are causing this not to work. Yeah, it's just like the readiness, mm -hmm. right? It's just the readiness. And so we're we're bouncing off the fact that, you know, we're starting to really develop strong feelings. We're really starting to wonder what we've really tripped into. But the ecosystem on both sides is just totally, totally bad. So we find ourselves just inadvertently letting each other down, 
right? Like he, and, and, and again, I'm falling into the same trap that that you're already in, which is that I have so many projects that are important to me. I mean, I'm at this, I'm at this moment in my career where I just have this, this incredible momentum. It's like when people are climbing Everest and then they're like, you know, I get to that third base camp and I'm tired, but then I get this incredible second wind that just is propelled by just adrenaline. That's where I'm at in my career. I want to do this political stuff. I want to do this podcast with you. We have so many exciting things happening with this podcast. We're building a little community here. You know, I've got wonderful friends. I've got a career that fulfills me in ways I never believed I could be fulfilled. Now I'm trying to bolt on this relationship and this relationship is not bolting in, but I'm unwilling to change the rest of the ecosystem to get it to bolt in. So I'm disappointing him and he's disappointing me because I'm not bolting into his ecosystem properly either. But at the end of the day, we're two people that really, 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 really like each other. Mm. So it's complicated and it's pissing me off that it's complicated because as I've said to you, Kyle, and as people know, my last relationship that I was in was complicated. I've done the complicated relationship. I don't want another complicated relationship. Like what kind of masochist would I be to come out of eight years of like just totally just Shawshank shit and then to go right into something else that is a bad fit? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Ah, it's complicated, which is what we're talking about this week. It's complicated. I want to just ask this question and I, I worry that there'll be a huge amount of naivete. So if there is, let me have it. You can reach me on Twitter. Why can't relationships just be what we want them to be? Why do relationships have to be so complicated? And worse, the little voice in my head that asked the question, oh my God, are relationships just complicated because we want them to be complicated? Like why? Why, Kyle? Why are relationships so complicated? Why can't it just be person meets person, googly eyes, big hearts, fun, sex, vacation, laughter, Embarrassing moments, joy, spooning, somebody dies. Why can't it be like that? That, of course, all happens in one weekend. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I, I guess my rebuttal to this, you know, a few weeks ago, we talked about movies, romantic comedies primarily, and, and, and offered them up like different awards that they might, uh, they could have won. Because really, at the end of the day, most romantic films are a bit of a fantasy of like what great relationships are or could be. And I think when we're fed that enough times, we feel like, oh, yeah, you just like say the right thing. And then like you're in love and then everything is perfect and you never have to work on anything ever again. And the fact of the matter is that relationships do involve two people and they're two individuals who, yes, can very much honor each other, love each other, but still have perhaps different goals, different things that they want to do, different perspectives on the same subject. So you're never going to have 100% alignment on everything that you're trying to do. And I guess my 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 thing here is, and this is my naivete maybe showing itself, is that I think that's also what can make relationships a little bit beautiful is, yeah, you it's not going to be quote unquote easy. Now, it shouldn't be like a fight, like a drag out fight every single day that you're inside of this relationship. But the, at the same time, Boy, would conversations be really boring if you agree on every single topic every single time. But maybe if I come back to like this idea of ecosystems, like the challenge that I seem to have is that within the nucleus of the relationship, mm -hmm. like me and the partner, and I've only ever dated straight men, so I can only speak to this lived experience. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the nucleus can be really good, but then what exists around that 
that I guess the ecosystem is absolutely toxic bullshit yeah. <laughs> is absolutely bullshit. And like, just, you know, I don't, I don't know. Look, listen to me. Listen to me. I went to Harvard. I don't know what it is about me, but like mother-in-laws can smell me coming. I don't know what it is about me. I, my, my high school boyfriend, his mother, I genuinely thought we were going to be on an episode of Dateline. Mm -hmm. Let's just be honest. That could have gone either way. My college boyfriend, no way, no way. Didn't, did not, was not having me. Then I get married and that whole family did not like me. That whole family was like, so my whole life was about being with this good man, this good man who was like Abraham Lincoln. He could not tell a lie. Good man, you know, took the garbage out, never had to worry about whether the mortgage was going to be paid, you know, was responsible with his choices, you know, routine to a T. Sometimes I could anticipate everything that came out of his mouth. So not the most lively. It was a little bit, little bit boring, but that's okay because I was a whole lot of whatever. My whole life was around every day being like, Okay, now his his mother said this and his sister said this and his, you know, it's his, this family event and I don't want to go and this is happening. And, you know, how is it that granny can have so many seminal birthdays that we all have to get together for? And it was just constantly, it was constantly me being like, what do I do? How do I navigate this? Someone said this, someone did this. We had a huge wedding, damn near killed me. And I'm pretty sure if you survey them, they would say the same. Like it was just constantly these pressure points and it contributed to create such a complicated relationship. So I get out of that marriage, get into another full-time, full-time, long-term relationship. And oh my God, oh my God, same thing, same thing, except he is, you know, parents were dead, which I will just be honest, makes me a terrible person for being like, I find that an attractive quality because it's one less thing I have to worry about. <laughs> but he had kids and man, they could smell me coming. They, from day one, it was like game on, war on. Mm. And it never went away for the eight years we were together. And so I, I think I'm also worn out because now this thing with Jesus is starting to have its little ecosystem and that ecosystem is not healthy either. And I think I'm just like, oh my God, I'm so worn out. I'm so worn out. I cannot do any more of this. I cannot do any more of the, this is the problem. But like you, like you said, to your point, I'm panicked that there's a naivete where everyone listening is like, girl, every relationship is this complicated. I don't know if that's true though. I mean... I, I can't come at this with any really uh, strong personal history because I've never had like a super long-term relationship in my entire life. They've always been short-term, so I've never had to feel the brunt of external forces necessarily. It's always been something within the interpersonal relationship that has, that has suffered and made things not progress. From my limited perspective, though, for me... To, to really answer your question, are relationships complicated because we want them to be complicated? My very short answer would be yes. Okay, so then why is that? Is it because we have too high of expectations? Is it because we have poor mental health? Is it because we don't know how to communicate? Is it because we don't know any different? If, we, if all we've ever known is dysfunction, mm. then maybe that dysfunction is what we build or, and this is my greatest concern for us as a species, is it that if it isn't co complicated, if it isn't all consuming, it isn't real. I mean, there could be like another thing like D all of the above. It could be one or, or, or all of those things at the same time. I, I do think that we as humans, as much as like communication is our primary way of talking with each other, telling each other we love each other, how we make friendships, where we go to work. I think we're really bad when it comes to love relationships, 
of really truly communicating what we want and why we want it. And especially if you come from homes, um, and I'll throw myself under the bus on this one, where like arguing and like fights were how things were resolved, and you bring that into a relationship where the other person's like, what what is happening? Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> when, when when did you come from that kind of household, Kyle? Um, I feel yes. Like I don't want I don't want to characterize my parents. But as, you hate you hate conflict. I know, which is what. But yes, I grew up in it, and I hate it. I, I it makes me feel oh. awkward and and awful every single time it happens. So I think sometimes some people will translate them like this is how I have to communicate in a loving relationship is I have to like put the other person down or yell at them or. It's like, well, I want to go completely the other way. So I won't say anything that bothers me and that will make this relationship great. But then it festers and festers and festers. And then you feel like awful. Oh, yeah. So as, as always, there has to be that kind of like that happy medium. This is why going to therapy was great for me. It's like I sometimes over communicate now to, to a lot of people We're like, this is what I'm feeling. This is why I don't like this. I don't want to do this um, unless you ghost me um, and then I don't text you back because I don't care. Yeah, you know, you tapped into something interesting. Like I grew up in a home where my parents, I know that they did not, I know that they, joy was not part of their Mm -hmm. equation. That's fine. They were always incredibly respectful. Mm. Like they were always like really held a lot of dignity, especially my dad. My dad was always like, there's a way in which you speak to a woman and a way in which you don't. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, it's not dependent on how the other person speaks to you. It's dependent on the values that you, that you espouse before you even get into the conversation. And so I've always been hypervigilant that I've tried, I've tried, I really have tried, especially, especially in the last few years to try to just fight fair. Now, my Achilles heel is that when I fail to fight fair, I fight so dirty, it would peel wallpaper. That's me. I'm like fair, 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 toxic to the nth degree. So I don't have any any difference between the two and the psychic when we were there kind of tapped into that although she was really like you got to control your anger i was like okay i don't like fly off the wall girl but, but then you, you did you flip a I'm table saying. after we stopped recording so i just I, we need to put that <laughs> i up did there. flip a table yeah i rammed you with my car on the way <laughs> yeah. on the way out but um but it, I, one of the things i will say and then i think we should get to the fishbowl yeah. is this it, have you ever had a good girlfriend getting married and you've been kind of friends with them during all of the wedding prep. Has that happened to you? Not really, no. I mean, the closest it would be my sister, where I was pretty, like, I had to do a lot of stuff for that wedding. I had to do a lot of stuff. Well, I will argue that, you know, when when women are, are planning a wedding, and I, you know, I don't want to be gender specific, you know, men can do this too, but predominantly we see it stereotyped by women. You know, they get a little bit nuts. And I think sometimes they get crazy and all consuming and all about this because they're actually just really excited. But if they don't make it all consuming and dramatic, first of all, they can't talk about it. Secondly, it can't be top of their mind. It doesn't, it gives them a license to obsess about it. And I sometimes wonder if we don't do the same thing in relationships where if we can fill it full of drama, we can make it a talking point and we can justify it consuming all of this, you know, real estate in our brain and in our lives and in our hearts. Like sometimes I, I wonder like how much if something is complicated because we wish it to be so because then it validates that it's real this mm-hmm. is my panic well so to, to, to add on to that, and then we will move on into the fishbowl i have very thin skin and i have to really check myself because again i will go into negative thought spirals for really no reason so as this is a perfect example of this jen let's just say that you said just even offhandedly you know i don't really like the movie jaws 
what I would hear is like, oh, you don't like me because that's one of my favorite movies of all time. And if you don't like that movie, then you would obviously not <laughs> like me, which means that we can't be friends and we can't pursue anything because you like that's that is literally like what my thought process is. So I have to be really careful yeah. when people are talking about external things that I don't start to internalize what they're talking about. The term that I use for that is riding the thought bus. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I always like to say is that feelings that you do and do not like show up at a bus stop and you're the person sitting at the bus stop and you have a choice to get on that thought bus or not. And I find that some people are just like, where is that bus? I'm going to ride that bus for two days. I am on the thought bus. Jesus actually is like, I really struggle with this. I am kind of on a thought rocket. I am the bus driver. I owe stock in the bus on the thought bus on the, on the riding of the thought bus. Mm So I, uh, it's hard. It can be hard not to, not to ride the thought bus. I can think of a time a few weeks ago where you super hurt my feelings. And I was like, don't cry, don't cry. And I rode that thought bus for days. It's terrible. And I, now I can't even remember what it was. Oh, perfect. Well, that'll make me feel bad. <laughs> well, I'm going to bring this fishbowl over here. Just rummage around in it. I'll just, uh, <clears throat> I'll just take out my own keys here for the time being. All right. Um, first question. I am 28 and my boyfriend is 29. We have been in a long distance relationship. And honestly, it has sucked so bad. I have sex three times a year. <laughs> I go to parties and weddings and work events alone. The cost of travel eats at my savings. I really think Mark is the one but not like this. What do I do? I don't believe in ultimatums. I am so, well, I think everybody knows what I'm going to say. So listen, girl, this is about trade-offs. Am I willing to sacrifice one for the other? Does the risk equal the reward, right? Is what you're putting into this the same output that you have? I think too often, see, this is where relationships get complicated because we get so frustrated and so pent up. And I bet you she's She's, you know, she's been slowly collecting bitter resentments and now they're going to blow into an ultimatum. That would be my thought. Mm -hmm. An ultimatum doesn't like you've got a lot of groundwork, girl, before you've got an ultimatum on your hands here. I think based on the information that you've provided that your best course of action is just to simply say, I'm looking to make the case as to why we should keep going. What do you say? And have a real conversation about it and be honest, right? Be honest. Take all the octane out of it. And say, we're going to respond to the situation in front of us. We're not going to react to it. And just really have an honest conversation about saying like, this is how I'm spending my late 20s. I'm never going to get this back. And then and then thinking, can we make the trade-off to be together? Can we make the trade-off to be together? And if the answer is no, and you know that no is your reality, then ask, does all these sacrifices equal the times that, you're, that you spend together? And if the answer is no then you're done and you wish them well, send them love and light and you carry on to the next thing. Something that I've talked about on this podcast that I do not think we talk about enough is the fact that we hold on to something that's an 80% fit while we block the energy for something that's an 85% fit to come our way. Yeah, we stay we stay in the situation we're in instead of looking for other options that might be available. I mean, the only thing I'll add to this is like, I think you said that perfectly. I think there needs to be a very deep conversation around what is the ultimate end goal here, right? Are we living together in two years, one year, three months, whatever it happens to be? Is that the end goal? Is we are living together in the same city, pursuing each of our own careers. And if it's like a complete deal breaker that you don't want to move to them, they don't want to move to you, or you both move to a different city together... We've kind of arrived at the idea that, okay, well, this isn't going to work if, if, cause if neither of us are willing to budge from staying where we are and we want to be living together there, that's an impasse from what I can see. 
And then you can be banging someone this weekend. I mean, like, if you really, if that is the biggest thing. (laughs) No, I think from the question she's asked, there's really love there. If this is, if you're experiencing your life separate from someone, you really have to ask yourself, like, are we headed in the same direction? And is this the way I'm living my best life? Well, here's question number two. I have been in love with my wife for five years, but I keep catching her on Tinder and online chatting with other guys. She knows it's wrong. She knows it's wrong and I forgive her and then it gets really good. But then it happens again. What do I do? Oh, I'm I'm going to let you answer this one first, Kyle. I believe one of our greatest poets of our current generation said it best when they said, drop it like it's hot. <laughs> that would be that would be my advice here. Here's the thing. Uh, if you truly do love your wife and you want to continue this relationship, I think my real honest advice would be counseling as soon as possible to see what can be done. You've told her. She knows it's wrong. She continues to do it. That is not okay if you're not okay with it at the same time. So either you go together to try and work through this or you move on to the next uh, thing in your life. So listen, what you permit in your life, you promote. So if you're permitting this, then you're promoting this behavior. This question has nothing to do with his wife. Take her out of the equation. This is what I'm talking about, Kyle. Situations are complicated because we add in all these unnecessary variables. Her, your financial, whatever. Just strip it away. Just strip all of this away and ask yourself, can I look at myself in the mirror and say, it is okay to be loved by someone who will cheat and hurt me? And if the answer is yes, then buddy, great. You're in an open relationship where one of you is open. (laughs) And if the answer is no, then you're done and you do have to drop it like it's hot. That was the funniest thing you've ever said, honestly, on this podcast. Thank you so much for that. Like Poet Laureate said, that's this all that this is about. You have to you see when we're complicated, we put it all in. We put all these ridiculous variables. Oh, she bought all my CDs we share together. Nope. Just strip it all away. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, am I the guy in a relationship with a woman that cheats? Yeah. Yeah. Yes or no? And then make a call. You've been married five years, buddy. You're going to be okay. All right. So question number three asks, my boyfriend's ex-wife is psycho. All we do is try and deal with her craziness. It's all we talk about. It consumes my life. There is no question in that. But uh, what do you, what would advice would you yeah. advise there, Jen? Clearly, that was just a cry for help. <laughs> That was just a cry for help. So whoever submitted this question, we we see you and we hear you. And um, listen, again, I don't want to confuse this. I don't want to make this question more complicated than it has to be. Are your needs being met? Yes or no? Right. You're just dating. You're dating. Mm-hmm. And like like the psychic said, <laughs> I just keep, I'm just going to quote her all year long, honestly. We saw her two months ago, but I'm just you know, going to continue with it. If you know, you're, you're, you're in a relationship to ask tough questions when you're dating. The tough question that you have to ask is, are my needs being met? Talk to them about it. Give it the old one conversation, two conversation, and just be honest. Don't add a bunch of octane. Don't make it about the ex-wife. Just make it about, hi, this is me. I feel, all I statements, right? I feel like 
we are t consumed by this event. I feel like we are consumed by talking about this person. My needs are not being met. Like give, give your boyfriend an opportunity to, to course correct mm -hmm. for sure. Maybe give him a couple of cracks at it. But at the end of the day, if over a period of time you're asking, you're being able to answer the question, my needs are not being met. Um, and it's time to go. Yeah. Like, I mean, God, these are either too simple questions this week or i am just advocating that nobody should be in a relationship because my relationship is becoming a relationship maybe we should create our first bit of uh swag for this podcast and it could just be like relationship with like the no smoking sign <laughs> over it that we can wear proudly everywhere <laughs> yes. we go every relationship has baggage that you bring into it and some of that is surmountable yep where it's like Oh, you really enjoy wearing your shoes indoors, and I am not about that. So we're not going to have that happen in this in this household. And some of it is stuff that you don't really need to continue to suffer through, or that you didn't really sign up for. It's an ex-wife, a mother-in-law, or someone else who is making your life worse. So I'm with Jen here. This the fact that you're dating currently. This we can go back to one of our earliest episodes into deal breakers. This for me would be a deal breaker if there is a person that was in a relationship with my partner and is now not, and is making my life worse <laughs> just because I've chosen to date this person. Yeah, you know this is a this is a really common thing that we hear and we see, right? I think each one of us can identify a friend who's been in a new relationship or in a relationship, and the carnage of the past relationship continues to be the dominating force. I'm trying to convert a friendship into friends with benefits, but everyone says that will just make things complicated. What do you guys think? Who is this everyone? <laughs> Who is this everyone, and why do they carry such weight? You know what? You do what you want to do, but understand the risk. It could go totally sideways, but if the if the risk, if the if the reward outweighs the risk, girl, go for it. I have to tell you, not to slag on my mom. She was in a friends with benefits situation? <laughs> Surprise. Go Karen. <laughs> um no, when I was in when I was in college, I broke up with my college boyfriend and I was like, I was so like this is so messed up. I think my strategy was you know, when in Rome, do as many Romans as you mm -hmm. can. I was just like, whatever. And my mom came over and she's like, hey, what are you doing now that you're, now what's happening now? Like, are you going to get another boyfriend or what are you doing? And I was like, no, I would just like to, I'd just like to be in a single use disposable <laughs> situation for a little bit. And my mom went crazy and she was like, life is not like sex in the city. Life is not like sex in the city. You can't be ridiculous. You're watching those shows and they're getting into your head and blah, blah, blah. And you know how moms are. And I can just tell you now, <laughs> as, a, as a fully formed adult, and if, if, this, if I have children in my lifetime, I will, deny, I will deny ever saying this, but I don't regret the men that I slept with in, mm -hmm. my, in my life. I regret the ones that I didn't. <laughs> right. Like, why didn't I go for it? I was young. I was young. And I, 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 I was like cute. I was young and I was cute. I'm not whatever the hell I am now. I should have just gone for it. If you're like, I don't know if the person that submit, I don't think it matters. Maybe if you're 16 or 60 submitting this question, go for it. The only compliment I will ever give myself is that I actually do think I look better now than I did as a younger person. So that is the one compliment I will give myself. I just want to say. But isn't isn't that a, the thing about men though? Men get men get better looking. Well, I'm losing my hair now, so who cares? I'm unlovable, Jen. Yes, but um, you're very good anyway, looking. Anyway, so. Stop okay. it. You're very as good looking. As the person on this podcast who has been in a friends with benefits situation, I would have a very deep conversation with yourself 
an introspective uh, conversation. How good of a friend is this person? And what I mean by that is that if this person were to leave your life, would it be worse? And I say that because friends with benefits oftentimes gets to a point where things do kind of get awkward and then you stop talking. (laughs) In my experience here, at least doesn't always happen. But from my experience, that is a kind of a common thing that goes on. So do you want to keep being really great friends that there is that person you can go to to talk to that sort of thing? Or are you willing to throw the dice and be like, yeah, I just want to have some fun. And if things do get awkward and weird, I'm okay with that sacrifice. Then yeah, go and do it. I don't know. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what I would say. Well said. Um, I want to know where my girlfriend is when she isn't with me. Is that unreasonable? Okay, what? What, what does that, that say? It, I want to know where my girlfriend is when she isn't with me. Is that unreasonable? I wish people could see Jen's eyes right now. <laughs> so let me answer first. It is not. No, you should know where your girlfriend is at every moment of the, of the day. And there is this app called um, Close Friends that you can download onto your phone that you can track. I'm lying. I don't think this is reasonable at all. What is wrong with people? <laughs> What is wrong with people? Seriously? Like, you're like, I need to know where she is. When well, she's if she's not, not right here with me, she's probably fucking the milkman. So how do I know she's not? Yeah, this is the whole thing, right? Is that basically this question could be rewritten as follows. I don't trust my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Should we keep dating? No. Does she have like epilepsy? Maybe. Maybe. If it's a safety. But that's a big, big, big stretch. Yeah, no. And um, what's wrong with you? Stop listening to this podcast. Don't ever submit a question again. Nicely, saying it nicely, saying it nicely. But uh, yeah, suck it. Before you leave, though, leave a good review on either iTunes or on Spotify, um, even though people are canceling Spotify. But wherever you listen to your podcast, make sure you do leave a review and rating. It really helps the show. Okay, that question pissed me off. You better have a you have better have a redeeming one. That question pissed me off. Let's do one more question. My boyfriend wants to keep our relationship from his work as they do not know he's gay and works in a conservative office. This means we can't go to parties or work functions together, nor can we share benefits. I think this is complicating our relationship. How do I make him see my point of view? Uh, nothing works unless you're authentic. And if you're not living your most authentic life. You're never going to be able to make the type of meaningful connections that I think we're on this planet to make. And if you're not in a relationship with someone who is 100% authentic, they will stop you from making the types of commitments and the types of lived experiences that will make your life seem full. This is, see, again, a complicated answer would be to look at like, well, what's going on with him? And, you know, I understand that he lives in all, and, and maybe you can speak to this better from from a perspective mm-hmm. of, of someone who dates both genders, but I just think like if if this is hurting you and harming you, you shouldn't have to plead for your point of view to be heard. If you need to be in a relationship with a person who's openly gay because you are openly gay, then you need to go find that person. And it, to me, does not get more complicated than that. So Kyle will be interested to see if you think it is more complicated than that. I mean, there's some stuff that we don't know 100% about this relationship and what kind of job we're talking about. But no, I, I broadly agree with you. Where this gets even more complicated is that you are forcing someone to go back into the closet at least halfway. And then you have to play this game of like, oh, is this a work friend that knows the reality of what's going on? And can I be open with them? Or is this a work friend that doesn't know anything about it? Or is these ones that we can trust? So you're playing this weird game of like, 
who knows who doesn't know when do i have to act like we're just like male we're just really good friends who like live with each other and like do everything with each other and who are the people that we can be like no we're actually in a relationship and who can i share my social media with and who can't i share my social media with like it gets that weirdly complicated it must be so hard it must be so hard to manage i would probably push your boyfriend if he's you know really good at what he does to find a more open workplace to be inside of because someone trying to pretend that there's something that they're not is just going to be so crushing after a few years there are companies and i used to work for them so i'll be say that up front but like apple incorporated for instance was acknowledging same-sex couples as early as 1990 and giving them benefits i don't think that there's any excuse for companies nowadays to not be giving benefits to same-sex couples i don't care if you're in the U.S., Canada or not, I, I would say that you have to have an open conversation about this. You have to have a serious conversation about this, about whether or not this is going to work out going forward. And maybe your your boyfriend should be seeking different employment. But it's also going to matter how he scopes that conversation, sure. because the low hanging fruit would be to say, like, why can't we have this? Why can't you do this? Why can't we be this? The better conversation you can have as a couple is to say, are we being our most authentic selves? Mm -hmm. Like to really have that visceral conversation from like a, a values-based perspective. I mean, honestly, write us back and let us know how this how this goes because yeah. I it's a tough one. But if you're in love and you want to continue going with it, it's going to be a matter of like, I'm not going to lie for you to uh, to hide myself of who I truly am. Well, that's the fishbowl. Yeah. And now I want to transition to the burning question. Great. So this was the burning question that I had this mm -hmm. week. Questions that are so good, it burns a little. Got thinking about why we maybe have a tendency in our brain to apply a situation through a, through a complicated lens, whether the situation is complicated mm -hmm. or not. And I came across this article by a man named Mark Manson. And I have to admit that I'm setting an intention to have this guy on the podcast because I loved what he wrote about something called emotional mapping. And this is the argument that he makes. He says that like we as children, as we grow and develop and make sense of the world around us, never have 100% of our needs met where we always have some sort of deprivation, whether it's uh, being you know, disciplined for doing something mm -hmm. that then imprints on us, um, whether it's a, a lack of affection or a lack of stability or a lack of care, and it creates baggage within us and it creates these series of these little micro traumas. And I think trauma is a loaded word here, but the, he calls them micro traumas. And he says, basically what happened is what happens is that these traumas imprint themselves into our unconscious mind and, and they become a map of how we experience love and intimacy and sex throughout our lives. And he, he goes on to say that it's not just that it affects us, it defines our future romantic and sexual relationships as adults. And he really talks about how like one thing, and we know this from Freud, right? Like one thing in our childhood ultimately equals something from our adulthood, but it it affects who we are connected to. And I like that argument because it is kind of a remarkable thing that we meet thousands of people in our lifetime, but we fall in love with very, very few. So you have to know that there has to be a map in our mind that's like, yep, this person triggers this in me or this person, you know, lights up this part of my brain because there's something in my past that that says I should be attracted to this kind of thing. Well, the same thing is true for like um, 
sexual kinks or, or what turns us on, that sort of thing. Like, even though Freud specifically, I wouldn't say discredited, that's too strong of a word, but isn't looked on as like the authority anymore in that sort of thing. What is true is that, yeah, there are things in our past that do imprint on us to be like, ooh, that is sexy or that is a turn on or that's what I find attractive. Yeah. So he goes on to say that basically what's happening is that, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm doing the one thing I hate on podcasts. I'm just going to read to you what he says. He goes, psychologists believe that romantic love occurs when our unconscious becomes exposed to someone who matches the archetype of parental love we experienced growing up. Someone whose behavior matches our emotional map for intimacy. Our subconscious is always seeking to return to the unconditional nurturing we received as children and to reprocess and heal traumas that we suffer. So basically, in short, what he's saying, our subconscious or our unconscious mind is kind of wired to seek out romantic interests who can fulfill or unfulfill these emotional needs that have hardwired us. So basically, what I'm saying is, thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't. I mean, this goes back to that whole thing of like, oh, did your dad not hug you enough when you were a kid? Well, now that's what you're going to seek for yeah. in a relationship is someone who's actually showing affection to you. No, but I am. I am saying like, if we and we've tipped into it just in this episode, if we grew up in in environments where we saw one type of behavior being projected, or we have a need, is it? Because we are a complicated society and a complicated ecosystem that now we feel that our relationships must be complicated. Is this a psychological problem or a societal problem? And that's my burning question this week is, is are we creating complicated relationships because society and our subconscious mind demands it? What do you I think? No, I Not that society does not have a huge impact on how we see ourselves and how that we uh, present ourselves and there, there's a lot that society in quotes uh, imprints on us at the same time i don't know what it is but i always have this pushback when people use that word specifically it's like oh it's society's fault that this thing happens or it's society's fault that <laughs> i'm not successful scapegoat yeah and it feels like a bit of a scapegoat where it's like as with anything in life it's a combination of things. Yes, it's your upbringing. Yes, it's society. Yes, it's the country that you happen to be born into. Yes, it ha depends on the parents that you have. So it's it's a combination of things. It is both society, it's nature versus nurture, or sorry, it's nature and nurture. It is the friends that you have in your in your small circle. It's it's everything. I think that that so that's this week's burning question. So ruminate on that. Ride the thought bus on that. Give us uh, send us your feedback. Yeah, and give us your feedback. Kyle, where can people reach us? There is three major social media platforms that you can go and follow us on, which is Twitter, Instagram, and newly TikTok. We have started to post videos up on the TikTok uh, channel. We're old. I don't know what it's actually called. But the profile, the way you post TikTok videos, uh, we are doing that. It's the, called the place where China collects our personal data. Correct. Well, they will now know all of my embarrassing stories of dating. All of three of those places were at Somebody Dates. You can go follow us on there. You can send us notes and questions from there. But also, you can go to our website, which is somebodydatejenandkyle.com. That is Jen with two N's. That is where you're going to find both the question of the week as well as a place where you can submit your own questions that we will hopefully get to in a future episode. This has been Somebody Date Jen and Kyle, where two geriatric loners try to find love. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on this Friday night. Here's hoping for a great week for all of us. If not, or if yes, we'll meet you back here next Friday. Take care out there and be safe, okay? Okay.
Good night. Bye.